The apartheid policy of separate development divided the country along racial lines, and that's why today one will find more coloured people in the Western Cape, while Tkosa people make up the majority in the Eastern Cape. The constitution makes provision for measures to address past inequalities. One such measure is the Employment Equity Act. Jeremy Gauntlet represents the people who were passed over for promotion. It could have been a scheme run by the Department of Statistics. But the constitutional and legislative choice was to make this harder, harder for all of us, but a far more nuanced approach. What went wrong, stated most simply in this case, is that the department's plan imposed a national statistical cookie cutter on what is complex in terms of constitutional and employment obligation. Without striking down the employment equity plan itself, Two lower courts found that it should have considered regional demographics. Using national demographics means that a coloured warder in Cape Town would stand a better chance at promotion in Salem Popo, just as Sisi Kampepe. Western Cape region accounts for approximately two-thirds of the national coloured population. Of course, ignoring regional demographics in effect means that a portion of the Western Cape coloured population must relocate in order for national representation to be attained. This case attracted the attention of other national government departments, such as the South African Police Service. Trade Union Pop Crew was also admitted as a friend of the court. They argued in favour of a single national public service, where regional demographics play a rather novel role. Pop Crew's lawyer, Vuyani Ngawana, says employment equity plans need to work to change apartheid-era racial boundaries. If there is a concentration of a particular racial group in a region, let's say the Western Cape, let's say colored people in the Western Cape, when appointments are made or promotions made to promote colored persons in the Western Cape perpetuates the balkanization of South Africa. So to take into account regional demographics couldn't mean that. This case is unique in that it's the first time an employment equity attack was launched by a member of a disadvantaged group. But the department defends its employment equity plan on the basis that it seeks representation in accordance with national demographics. There was a rather interesting exchange between the bench, led by Deputy Chief Justice Ikhang Musuneke, and the department's lawyer, Maruma Morane. No one can deny the fact that in South Africa, according to apartheid, White people were at the top. Below that were people referred to as Indians and coloreds, and African people were at the rock. Aren't we running into trouble here? People have been, have been disadvantaged in this country. Let's not get there. Let's stay, stick with the law for now, please. But if the department's plan is found not to pass constitutional muster, then that effectively removes the shield against the promotions. Justice Chris Jafter was talking remedy. But if you take away the plan, the causal link is there. They were interviewed, they were recommended for appointment, but for the requirements of the plan, they were not appointed. That would have to apply to a few of them, not, not all of them, obviously. Yonkers, for instance, was not recommended at all. A number of others, the posts were abolished. But the employees still want their promotions. Their lawyer, Jeremy Gauntlet. It's now some years. We accept that there are some posts which have been filled and we can't sit on somebody's lap. 
In cases where posts were abolished, the employees are asking that they be given the benefits and remuneration of the position and promoted to a similar post in the future. I'm Candice Nolan in Johannesburg.